Greetings, and welcome to the Pampering Myself podcast, an advocacy for self-care. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and most importantly, we'll learn that you can't pour from an empty cup. You'll hear stories, interviews, and conversations which will empower you in living your best life. Hello, 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 greetings podcast listeners. First of all, let me wish you all a safe holiday weekend. Please be safe because this is the first holiday post-lockdown where the CDC has removed a lot of the restrictions and allowing large gatherings in public places. And I know we have been waiting for a long time just to be able to get out and get back to normal. But we do want to be safe, whether you're flying or driving on the roads or having family gatherings, or just being out in the public, please be very conscious of your surroundings and um, your health. Now, personally, I'll still be wearing my mask, and I'll be wearing that mask for a little bit longer because I'm not ready to give up my mask or my gloves, and especially my gloves. Now, I don't see too many people in the stores anymore wearing their gloves, but Post-COVID, or should I say pre-COVID, I always had this um, uh, phobia of putting my hands on the grocery uh, carts anyway. And what I would do is when I came back in from the grocery store, I would, when I got home, I would just wash my hands before I even started putting groceries up. I would put my hands nowhere near my face because I just had that feeling of touching something um, germy, gritty, uh, dirty. You don't know what kind of um, things or, or, or uh, bugs or germs are on those baskets. I know that's gross, but, but there are a lot. And I see people letting their kids put their mouths on those. Anyway, Pumping gas was always also one of my phobias. So I always wore gloves when I pumped gas. So I will be wearing my gloves irregardless of what everyone else does. Um, On a side note to tell you uh, um, about an experience I had, I went into this corner store near uh, my house a few days ago. And this lady um, was just a couple of steps ahead of me. Now, I noticed she didn't have on a mask. And when we got to the door, I also noticed that the sign had been removed from the door that was stating mask required. Well, masks are no longer required based upon uh, the individual business. So when I got inside, I figured that since no masks were required, that the employees probably don't have any masks. And I was right. Nobody in the store had on the mask. There's maybe about four or five employees, and there were maybe two or three customers. I was the only one in the store with a mask, and I felt out of place. But by the time I got to the register to pay for my items, several other people had came into the store, and they had on masks. Now, what's crazy about the whole, the feelings that I had was I wasn't so concerned about COVID, like somebody may not have had COVID. What I I mainly felt was that 
I was different. I stood out. It's as if they were looking at me like something was wrong with me because I had on my mask. So I'm just here to say, I'm going to say it now, say it publicly, that I don't care what anybody thinks. I will be wearing my mask. And if they choose not to, well, that's up to them. And just so you know, I have had both of my shots. And until I am comfortable with being out in public without my mask, I will have it on. Now, for our topic of the day, part two of this series, Longevity, A Different Perspective. Now, we all want to live a long and prosperous life. But more importantly, it is all about the quality of life. Our mental, our physical, and our spiritual health is what really matters. Whether we live to be 60 or whether we live to be 100, it's the quality of life. As I stated in part one, my research comes from this article that I read in the Journal of American Medical Association. Now, the journal is a peer review which publishes original research reviews, and editorials that cover all aspects of biomedicine. And in this article, they talk about the science behind things that we can do to help us live a long and healthy life. And so these are things that we can do for ourselves beyond medicine. So keep in mind, this podcast is informational only, and I'm not a medical provider and as always, I suggest you contact your healthcare provider before making any lifestyle changes. Now, in the first episode, I shared five lifestyle things that you could consider which would lead to longevity. And I encourage you to listen in on that episode if you haven't already. But in this episode, I'll share five additional things that we can do towards living a healthier and more prosperous lifestyle. Now, when we think about the summer months, which we're entering into, and particularly summer holidays, which are now upon us, the kinds of foods that we eat and the way we cook them plays a major part on our health. And I bet most of us don't even think about it. And until actually I did the research for this podcast, I didn't either. Some of us eat out at restaurants more. Some of us cook on our grills more. Some of us may not even eat as much due to the heat or the outdoor activities. So our eating patterns and where we eat and everything has changed. So we're going to focus on food, preparation, and portion size from a different perspective. First thing up is marinating your meat. Now, how important is marinating your meat? Well, until recently for me, it only had to do with flavor. Now, I like to use a lot of spices, powders uh, more so than salts. And actually, the only salt I use is a sea salt or a, um, I forgot, it's some type of uh, organic holistic type of salt I use. I don't even remember the name of it, but I don't use salts. I use all powders and I use those to enhance the flavor of the meat. And I may marinate them two or three days um, in their uh, 
seasonings. Sometimes I use certain um, juices or uh, liquid marinades to also marinate. But I have at least 60 different spices in my cabinets. And sometimes I take a blend of these spices and make up another concoction of spices just so that um, it would change the flavor of the meat. It doesn't be too routine. I'm not a big meater any meat eater anyway, but I didn't realize there were um, benefits to this. So we do mostly grilling in the summertime. But I did learn years ago, and hopefully you have too, that standing directly in a line of smoke when you're grilling is toxic, especially when you're grilling on a charcoal grill. But it never stopped us from before, uh, from grilling. Nowadays, we use mainly a gas grill more than a charcoal grill, and although there are still uh, fumes that come off of a gas grill is still toxic. So I'm not surprised um, what the research says about grilling, whether it's on a gas grill or a charcoal grill. Now, when you grill or cook meats, even when you talk about cooking meats on top of the stove or in the oven at high temperatures, these meats have several suspected carcinogens, um, in the meat. And the carcinogens are substance which can cause cancer in living tissue. And that is us. So what you may not know is that the marinade that you've been using on your meat all these years have served as a protective shield. The research shows that marinating meats with uh, fresh lemon, just before cooking at a high temperature, slashes a certain carcinogen by 70%. And in other studies, a marinade with these different spices like red pepper, black pepper, allspice, rosemary, and chives can cut these carcinogens by 88%. And other spices that are known to cut the risk of these um, carcinogens are oregano, basil, garlic, onion, jalapeno, parsley, and red pepper by 72%. So as you prepare your meats for this weekend, consider using a lot of these spices and you might want to mass up. So I'm back to that mass again if you're standing over the grill. Because if you like me, um, you got a full supply of mass and you can't spare them. But just marinating your meat is one of the things that we may have done um, to protect ourselves unknowingly all these years. I joke about um, some years ago I had a bone density test done. And they said my the bone density test came out really well. I must have drank a lot of milk as a kid. And I said, no, I hated milk. Um, the only time I really drank milk was um, when my mother bought strawberry quick, which wasn't often. And she put strawberry quick in uh, milk. But I contribute my bone density to um, butter pecan ice cream. So that I ate a lot of. And so that is probably where I got a lot of my dairy, even though it wasn't a healthy dairy. Um, it did kind of protect my bones.
Number two is portion control. Now, we talked about that meat, but I never really was a meat eater. Sweets was always my food of choice, but we'll talk about that another day. A Harvard University study found that for every three ounces of meat that you eat a day increases your risk of dying from cardiovascular disease, as well as colon cancer, diabetes, obesity, heart blood pressure, and high blood pressure, and obesity. So what does the research suggest? That if you choose to indulge, eat in moderation. Personally, I usually eat between three and five ounces a week, mainly because it takes a long time to digest, and I used to have a problem doing number two. Now that I don't eat as much meat and I drink plenty of water, problem solved. Next, we have get physical. Now, I recall back in the day when aerobics was the exercise of choice. It was believed that high impact for 30 or 40 minutes a day was the best way to lose weight and to get in shape. And back in the day, I could hang with them. But a lot of research has been done, and we've learned that not only do we have, don't have to exercise for a long amount of time, but that even low impacts such as walking and jogging, weight training, those are beneficial. Weight-bearing exercise such as hiking and climbing stairs and dancing are also helpful. Now, the research shows that there was a 2018 study published in the Mayo Clinic found that team sports or pair sports like tennis pays out bigger dividends than solitary exercise. An analysis of 250,000 older adults found that getting less than an hour of moderate physical activity a week was associated with 15% lower risk of death. The bottom line, find something that you can do with ease, working your way up to something more challenging. And if you can't find an accountability partner, then don't let that be a deterrent. The next thing is nuts. One of my favorite. I love nuts. Nuts are full of protein, vitamins, and good fats, which is why they are on the list of healthy foods. There was a study conducted with 76,000 people who regularly ate nuts. And the research shows that they lowered their death rate by 20% after four years. And this was a woman's study um, than the women who didn't eat study. Now, walnuts seem to be the nut of choice. Well, that's one of my favorites. And the study found that adding walnuts to your diet can lower your cholesterol, blood pressure, and it can even calm the body stress response. So pop a few of those nuts every day and you're sure to stay healthy. Now, here's one that I really struggle with, eating more vegetables. Now, knowing the importance of eating fruits and vegetables seems simple, right? But most of us don't do it, me included. I didn't like them as a kid and I'm not a fan of them as an adult. And when I do eat them, I cook most of the nutritional value out of them. Not to mention all that extra fat and stuff that we usually add to enhance the flavor. 
But I'll share the benefits anyway. More for me than for you. Aha. The research says that eating seven or eight or more servings of fruits and vegetables every day seems to reduce your risk of dying by 42%. And that's at any age and lowers your risk of dying from cancer by 25% and 31% by dying of heart disease. But the study also found that it could be at least, if you could at least eat three to five servings a day, it would lower your risk of death by 29%. So let's make that our goal, ladies. No more than three servings a day. Are you with me? There's an old saying that when you know better, you do better. So you see, we have some control over our health. Let's put some of these simple things into practice so we can live a long, healthy life. And just to recap those five things, we want to marinate our food, stay away from the uh, smoke from the grill. We know it's toxic. We know that if we use certain seasons in our food, it's very beneficial. We certainly want to have... uh, control of portion size, too much meat, too much red meat in particular is not healthy for us. It can cause all kinds of um, diseases. We know we have to get physical, even if it just means walking. No longer um, are they pushing high-impact aerobics or things that we know we can't do. Weight lifting is also beneficial. Nuts are important, all variety of nuts. Certainly there again, we want to manage uh, portion control. Walnuts is the nut of choice, and it is very vital and important that we get in a minimum of three to four servings of fruits and vegetables a day in order to prevent um, disease or heart attacks. So I hope this has been beneficial to you. It has certainly been beneficial to me. And as we move into this holiday season, think about those things that you put on your grill. Protect yourself at all costs. And I wish you all a very happy and safe Memorial Day holiday weekend. And thank you for listening in. And as always, don't forget to pamper yourself. (laughs) 